Okay, guys. After we've recorded this episode, I'm gonna yeah. let you guys read Kingdom of Ash. Oh, yeah. uh, thank awesome. you so much. <laughs> but um, we've got a really exciting episode we to do. come. Yes. Um, we've got so many like send-ins from listeners, and we're gonna be talking about loads of different things. And I'm really sad the series is coming to oh, an end. No, it's been such it's been so much fun recording these, yes. and so I mean we hope you guys will be enjoying listening to them as much as we've enjoyed recording them. If for some reason, though, this is the first episode you're listening to, my name is James. I'm Vedanti. And I'm Lekika. And this is our podcast, our series of six podcasts, discussing the Throne of Glass book series by Sarah J. Mass. So there was a lot of excitement from fans because the last book, Kingdom of Ash, came out a couple of weeks ago. And so we wanted to find out what the first was about. And so we read the book series and decided that we should, you know, have a podcast. Yeah. It's a little bit like our little book club that we're having yes. with Basically. all of you guys. And we've had so many amazing messages throughout the series so far. Um, that it's really, really exciting. The book is published by Bloomsbury. You can follow them on Twitter at Kids Bloomsbury for the latest updates. And Lakika, before we go to our first fan message, mm-hmm. you've got a message from us. Yes. So, like I said, the latest book from the Throne of Glass series, Kingdom of Ash, is out now in bookshops and online. And it is the unforgettable conclusion to the Throne of Glass series by the best-selling author Sarah J. Bass. Therefore, visit sarahjmass.com for all the details and to order the book. Amazing. So we're going to have some like debate discussions. Yes. Here, but I want to kick this off with a message from Louise Ang, who I feel like gets us started on the right foot. Great. Hi, I'm Louise from the Philippines. And for Kingdom of Ash, I think we'll get to see all the strands Sarah threaded from the Assassin's Blade to Tower of Dawn woven into a bigger, clearer picture. We'll finally be able to piece together all the information foreshadowing and revelations that we gleaned from all the previous books and how these pieces play into the story holistically. I imagine that we will also find out the significance and role of each character and their recurrence as well as all their final destinations. I know for a fact Kingdom of Ash is going to be an epic, heartbreaking, beautiful, raw, intense, bittersweet end to the series in true Sarah fashion and I cannot wait to read it. I mean, heartbreaking. I feel oh, like wow. we all prepare ourselves for that. <laughs> exactly. Box of tissues, something nice to drink. No, we need to prepare ourselves for this yeah. book because it is going to, like you said, put together all the strands. That's the best way of saying it, isn't it? And it's going to give us an end that I think we're not prepared enough yeah. for. I feel like we all have some sort of indication of how we want it to end. And I feel like this book is going to be like, if that's how you want it to end... I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's start off then with our first discussion yeah. um, about your favourite character in the book. We've kind of spoken <laughs> about this in the last episode a bit. Yeah. I'm not going to answer this first because mine's going to be a bit typical. Um, <laughs> Dan, to you, I want you to come at me here with something I'm not expecting. <laughs> My favourite character is Rowan. Okay. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> because I, when you first meet him, he's completely different from anybody you've met a he's fey Mm -hmm. and we don't know a lot about the fey people and he's very unlike other people very like harsh towards aileen and like 
we know that Dorian and Kale during the beginning they were harsh, yeah. but he's like a next level. <laughs> and then it's nice to see how he develops and he becomes this like like this person in Aiden's court and yeah. it it's I just really like him. I just feel like he's a really cool character. With his <laughs> and like wind and Tell ice. them tell them who you imagine him to be acted by. She it oh, was yeah. I don't even know was it this morning she shows me her Instagram shoves her phone in my face and be like this guy this guy needs to play Rowan in the in the movie version of this and I'm like I'm I'm lost because we were having a different conversation who is it it's um Luke Baines he's playing Jonathan in Shadowhunters actually he's playing Jonathan in Shadowhunters when the next season comes out next year. And I, I just think it, it would be him. She in literally my just brain, was like, I was like, I can't see anything. <laughs> you, can, you can move your phone out of my face. It's, it's, he's exactly who This I is how much she's thought about the book. My favourite character is Manon. I think I said this a couple of episodes ago. Only because, and I love Eileen, I do. Manon is a witch and she is just so different from all the other witches that we meet. And she's just so, she is just so... I see, right? <laughs> don't, don't laugh at me. No, she just has this collected personality, and that's something I really admire because that is the opposite of what I am <laughs> as a person. And so she's just so cool, right? And so badass. And I just, that's so admirable that by far, even though I did not expect it to be her, I, I was like, oh, it's going to be K.O.L.D., but no, my, my favorite character has become Manon. Yeah. I feel like really basic, but my one is Aileen. No, that's fine. Just because, like, well, on so many levels. Firstly, I think she's like so cool and kick ass yes. and is like winning. She's not winning life, but in like, <laughs> if she knew that this was just like a fantasy book, she'd be like, I'm winning life. Yes. <laughs> like, but also, like, so much detail, even on the book covers. And I feel like yeah. she's the one, like, you can imagine and really visualize the most. And for me, I think that's important when I'm working out, like, the characters which I'm investing most in. Yeah. It's like, you know, who's that person that I can see, I feel like I know most about them. And it's like, she's been through the biggest arc. And we know that whatever happens in Kingdom of Ash, she's going to be, like, the storylines. So many of them have have centred around her. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, that's going to be a serious topic of discussion. And this is actually to something interesting that you were talking about, I think, Nikika, about whether the main character needs to be in the ending of a series of books. Yeah, so I mentioned this because in Divergent, at least, the series basically ends without Triss, right? And it's, it's really, it's still, it's an interesting ending without the main character. And I believe there are books I've read, but that was the first series I read where she obviously dies and therefore her partner for continues on the storyline with without her etc and so that was the first time i thought maybe we don't need the main character to end a book series which obviously sucks because you want the main character you connect to them the most yeah. imagine harry dying in book three in harry potter like that was not gonna work on but i think in this case if Eileen dies earlier on in the last book to me it wouldn't make sense because she is so so important to end everything because like you said she's so linked to everything every arc has her in it which is the reason it becomes an arc that if she dies I mean I'm sure it would come to a great end 
because of the way it's written but yeah. I just to me it wouldn't make sense anymore which is my way of saying I don't want her to die yeah. <laughs> basically and um, actually another book this is not as like straight as um, Divergent but in Shadowhunters the end at the okay. end <laughs> that's the second mention of this podcast <laughs> at, at, at the end um, the ending of the entire series is not really about the main character it's sort of uh. like it sort of involves everybody and I feel like if the main character is not there for the end yeah. I feel like it may have a drastic effect on what happens mm. but it can still be a great and amazing ending to no yeah for sure book. but it's I just same actually with Orange is the New Black on Netflix because right. in the later series uh, I think Piper who's the main character mm. has actually left prison so for the next one it's going to focus less on her oh. so yeah I'm not sure I think it just depends on like the story. Yeah. And, and what's happening and why did it even Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like like we know there's going to be heartbreak and there's going to be moments where we're going to be like, why has that just no. happened? Because that's like Sarah J Mass. That's what this book is going to be. Exactly. But obviously it'll be sad because I would really like to finish the series and still have this character alive in my mind. Yeah. yeah. But it feels like there's so many things which have come back to bite her. Exactly. There's just so many things she's done throughout the whole series that I'm like, oh, you've done it. Oh, okay. I don't know how that's going to play out. But it's going to come back later. And I don't want them all to just come back at well, the end. Because that's just going to be, we're just going to be reading this book and just like <laughs> getting sadder every page. <laughs> Hopefully not. Should we get you another message? Let's yes, see please. what some more listeners think about what's going to happen. This one is from Katie, Ooh. and she's got what she thinks is going to happen. I'm Katie Cranach. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, in the United States. And in Kingdom of Ash, I think that Aelin is going to use a combination of her fire powers and that bit of water magic that we saw in Air of Fire to save herself from Maeve and escape. But I think that the rest of her court, like Rowan and Adian and all of them, won't know about that, so they'll still try and go save her. Um, but then when they get there and she's not there, Maeve will lie and like tell them that Aelin is dead and it's going to be really emotional and traumatic for Rowan. But it will make when they um, get reunited so much more dramatic, so just so adorable. I think that's going to be a great moment. But some not so great moments, I definitely think that we're going to see the deaths of a few major characters. Like, we've had it too good, too long. Sarah has given us so many books where people die and they come back, like in Tower of Dawn or in um, her other series, A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I just think we've, we've had it too good, you know? Like, people are gonna die, and I, I think it's gonna be Dorian. He's been in too many books, he's too beloved, he, he's gotta go. <laughs> I think that Gabriel's gonna die. I think that Lorcan will have this, like, beautiful redemption arc where he makes up for what he did to us in Empire of Storms through, like, a lovely sacrificial death or something along those lines. I think that um, the Croatian witches and the Iron Teeth witches are going to team up and there's going to be like a cool battle between Manon and her grandmother. And But most of all, I think that there's going to be an epic finale involving all of the gods that we've encountered in the Throne of Glass world. Like, Yurene has a connection to Silba, the god of healing. Lorcan has that connection to Hellas, that like underworld god. And obviously, Aelin has been involved with the gods for a while now so i think it's going to be like a huge finale involving the valg and the gods and all of our other favorite characters and i can't wait to read about it in kingdom of ash firstly 
I know. I mean, I guess I should have expected we were going to hear the phrase "a beautiful sacrificial death." <laughs> but there's only so many scenarios in your life when that phrase gets brought up. Yeah, this was always going to be one of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. For one, I mean, when we she said that Dorian, she felt like Dorian was going to die. Lakika head in No, first of all, right. That this was such a good detailed description from Katie, right? Katie knows, knows. knows. I feel she like knows. Katie might be Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she just knows, right? She's written this book out like in her head, which I'm sure all of us have done as well. But no, come on, don't kill Dorian <laughs> off. No, I feel like I get what you're saying about the only way we're gonna get back to liking Lorcan after what he did is if he sacrifices himself. I get you, girl. I get that, but. I don't know, I just don't want Dorian to but die. Come I on, Dorian like, and Manon, yo. I feel like even though so much has happened to Dorian, like, the least has happened to him compared... Because, mm. like, I feel like even though, yes, I understand he lost his father, father he got powers and stuff, <laughs> but, like... But, like That's the least little thing. Yeah, yeah, like, compared to what happened to, like, Aelin and, like, Rowan and everything, compared to that... No offense to Dorian, he's like he's had such a minor problem, and I feel like I do agree with you a bit. I feel like Dorian will die, no. but I don't want him to die. I, I kind of like him, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> Dorian is like, I, it's either gonna be it was it's like there might be some minor characters die, yeah. but there's like Dorian's a good level of character yeah. to die to make a proper impact. Yeah, if yeah. not Aelin. Oh no. But we're, we're not oh, talking Lord. about that. No. no. <laughs> who do you think? Because we've mentioned this, there are probably going to be quite a lot of deaths. Katie yeah. is making us face that potential reality head on. Yeah. Who do you think is going to die? Elite. Yeah. Elite. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like also. Um, maybe Rowan. I don't want him to die. Okay. He's no, he's just like. No. Mm. <laughs> No, the reason I say elite, and we can come back to one, the reason I say elite is if we take Lysandra, one of Aelin's court, Aelin's given her this land and she's made her lady of some place. Yeah. I don't remember the name, but she's made her lady, given her some power. And I feel like that perhaps is a sign of longevity. Not necessarily, right? She may just die in the first two pages of the, of the next of this book. But with elite, we've met her and we want her to, you know, just just be happy as Lady of Perant we do because of all that's happened to her and her uncle all of that but I feel like that's a character who if she dies it will be it will be just a shock to our system right because we want her to get with Lorcan and but imagine if they both die (laughs) that would be star-crossed lovers exactly yeah wow Wow. I feel like um I don't really know who's going to die, but whoever's going to die out of one of the, some of the main characters, it's going to be such like an explosive death that's going to trigger so much that's going to happen in the story. Yeah. But I do agree with the fact that Dorian might die. No. Because he's connected to so many people in like the the like the gang. The but, they, but they all are. For example, Dorian and Manon, Eileen yeah. and Rowan, Lysander and Adian, Elid and Lorcan. Yeah. Fenris isn't linked to anybody and he's a, maybe he's not as big as Lorcan. So maybe he'll be one of the minor deaths. But like Dorian knows, like think about it. Dorian is Dorian and Manon, and Dorian knows like Rowan. He knows Adrian. He knows a lot of more people. Like Manon mm. just knows Island. in Island. Um, she knows the witches. Dorian. That's it. She doesn't really like know anyone else. 
Oh, I feel like yeah. if Dorian dies, it's gonna have such a big effect on everybody, not just like a few characters. Yeah. No, and um, talking about the witches, what Katie said about the witch, about Manon and her grandmother fighting, I want to see that. Yes, I want to see her rebel against everything her grandmother ever made her do, and just is like, this your teenage angst coming out? Wreak revenge upon that, that. That we need to have something about Manon and her grandmother because that's unfinished business, and I don't mm. want, I don't like want to leave that unfinished <laughs> but then do you think there should be an air of mystery around the end of the books i mean okay it'd be frustrating me as a person <laughs> infuriating it would infuriate me if a book i mean it's it, w- it would be brilliant writing but it would it would just annoy me so much if the book doesn't finish everything oh my but god it's, not, it's i hate to break this to you lakika but it's not gonna finish everything i know it's there's just too much. like it. There's too much. It's, it's, it's Unless you want the book to be like this. Yeah, oh no. I mean, as long as it finishes the main thing. What happens to I, Alien and Rowan and... and Would you What rather, happens to Alien and Rowan? Here's the question. Would you rather mm-hmm. Alien dies, then you definitely know what's going on with her. Yeah. Or... It, or you don't 100% know the ending to her story and it leaves oh, open-ended. I'd rather she dies because at least I know what's happened, but I don't want her to but die. But what if you find out something after that that's so like heart wrenching, and then you you're like, oh, she's dead. I don't know. You remind me of um, in the Fountain of Stars, um, Hazel Hazel Grace. She yeah. spends one of her wishes, well, not one of her wishes, one of Gus's wishes, going to Amsterdam to talk to the author because she wants yeah. to know what happens at the end of the book. <laughs> this is going to be going to fly to a different... Sarah J. Mass, why? No, but... <clears throat> I don't know. If mm-hmm. if all the loose ends are tied, that'd be great. But you're right, it would make a huge book. And one of these books are like 600 pages long, so I don't know how much bigger we're going to get. But if there is some mystery, I guess that's another good point as well because it's just a really... It's just keeping us thinking about it for a really long time. And I remember reading about this series of, I think it was manga, where the author in different cities in Japan released different endings yeah. to the manga. And I was like, oh my God, imagine if that happened. So you have a different ending to a person in a different city. But I would like some form of ending, at least some closure on some aspects. It, yeah, but in my opinion, no book is ever like completely ended. Because for example, Harry Potter, this, this, <laughs> and there's been so many like speculations about it and it's finished like the series is over well i mean the curse child came up but that's so different <laughs> this is just like so there's been so many like fan theories and it shows that no book is like truly finished yeah well because it's it, I, I think throwing a glass especially it's it's a world yeah isn't it exactly. and no world is over just because the author stops writing about it yeah and then that'll lead to more fan fiction fan fiction <laughs> Yeah. Which will be interesting. I feel like Vedanti's name is going to be on some of that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's go to another message then. This one from Tina. Hi, my name is Tina and I'm from Vienna, Austria. My Kingdom of Ash predictions are, first of all, I think that the Stygian spider who spider silk Manon steals to fix her wyvern's wings in air of fire is ultimately coming to get her revenge. The spider hints that she has acquired shapeshifting abilities and I see her using those against Manon. Also in Air of Fire, the King of Adarlan has the slaves of the labor camps butchered. At the same time, there's a hint 
that a Vogue king can possibly reanimate corpses and use those as an army of the dead. Combine these two and I see the Vogue king reanimating the corpses of the slaves from the two labor camps to be used as an army. I also feel that either Manon or Astrin will submit to the gilding and she will give up her life to save those around her from oncoming enemy forces. I see both Manon and Astrin wanting to sacrifice themselves for the other as they are so important to one another and I am afraid that one of them will have to do that since there are so many threats coming to get them. And the thing I'm actually most afraid of is that Abraxas will die on the battlefield protecting Manon and that will break her heart. Well, thank you, Tia. <laughs> First of all, everyone has taught so much into this. I was like, I usually do that, right? I think so much into what's gonna happen, but this time I was like, I'm gonna have some ideas. But first of all, let's not kill Abraxas, right? That's just cruel. It's like and it will, it will, like you said, it will break man and top. Maybe that's a good idea. Then she goes like crazy. crazy. I, I get upset <laughs> when horses die in films. She does. It's, it's sad. I feel like, why are you sacrificing so many horses? Yeah, but she's fine when the humans die. Do you? No. no, that no. was sad. <laughs> but no, you're right. There's going to be the Valking part that you put, picked up on is really interesting. Yes. We know Erwan wants more people to join him. He wants an army or more armies, multiple armies. And for for you to pick up on that link that's really interesting because that was something we were thinking about about how that if he has this power to bring back people to life in some form then and then he if he does that there were thousands of people who died that day so that would just make him even more powerful but by reanimating it is he just draining himself of power but would that army be against Aiden? Because well, Aelin, yeah, they're dead. But Aelin and, and Nehemia were both against the entire butchering thing. They were against the slavery there. And I feel like even though, okay, I get they're dead and they're zombies. But like, not necessarily zombies. But like, I feel like um, when, like, because everybody knew that the Aelin and like Nehemia were both against slavery and so was Dorian at one point. Mm -hmm. So I... I feel like if that army like was res not resurrected. resurrected, then they wouldn't necessarily be against them. But they're dead. But like no, ghosts but do you not okay? But do you not remember when <clears throat> there was a when we met a Val King, and how he had no feelings? Do you remember? And there was a guy in him, and he was suppressed. <gasps> yeah. So then, how do we know these people? Their feelings still exist. But Dorian managed to break out of King. No, it wasn't just Dorian. But like it was like he he under like he had such a breaking feeling. He managed to break out of this entire Valk evil possession. But yeah, that's because Sorsha died. So no, 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 no. Yes, it was. It was because she, yeah, uh, his, Okay, was gonna yeah yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I think I think it will be interesting to see what yeah. happens with Arwan because he is so powerful. But if he's going to use this power in so many different ways is he going to drain himself of this power or does that mean his power is unlimited yeah because can he drain himself exactly because he's been like we just don't know much you about don't know, him you don't know a lot about him to be honest about his power more precisely and i feel like 
we like, need more background, don't we? We need more background to actually fully judge someone. We know about how he it's became. Good fasting, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know about how, or we know a little bit about him, about his him being a Val king and him coming to finish the job he couldn't finish all those years ago. But for example, we don't really know that much about Maeve, for example, who's another like antagonist in this story. And we need more of that, right? We need more background. And perhaps this book, this this book will give us more of that, right? About the evil guys. Yeah, maybe we'll see why they are doing what they're doing. I mean, we have indications, of course, it's not like they've just popped up in our series of books randomly, but we need a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, for example, Maeve, we barely know anything about her, except for the fact that she's Aileen's aunt, and I feel like it's just mysterious that we don't know anything about her. Where, yeah, where we know, from, we know about how her relationship with Aileen's mother, who's her sister, wasn't the best, yeah. and that kind of starts to give us an indication when you read about that, about why she doesn't like Aileen, for example, but just a bit more about how and why she has, like, Gabrielle, Rowan, etc. Blood, blood bound to her. Why? Why does that happen? You know, and you know, just about who she was before she became this evil fake queen would just be really interesting. And perhaps having chapters or some more information on that, like flashbacks on that, would start to tie mm. the last book up really well together. I also feel like the reason why Maeve. This just came to me. The reason why Maeve has. Um, people blood bound to her because i feel like she's lost quite a lot of people so she feels like the fact that they're blood bound and they physically cannot leave all right don't start feeling sympathetic no but like you can like like a lot of evil people like shadow hunters in the end another one um when sebastian dies he becomes very remorseful right he's dying that that's why he's remorseful not necessarily yes yeah. I, mean, I mean he yes necessarily anyway I think uh, it would be interesting to know more about their backstory no yeah it would give us more of an insight as to why they're doing all of this yeah because it's not like they just thought one day hmm let's go try and murder my cousin yes. my niece <laughs> my niece and I feel like it would be interesting because maybe it changed people's views yeah. maybe people would think oh they're not that evil yeah and then that would be a good way to start ending the book off. And talking about the ending, you know, do you think it's going to be a good winning over evil? Should the good always triumph over evil in a book? Well, I'm going to answer the second part of your question. Do I think that there always needs to be good winning over evil? I don't think necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just think it depends on, like, the angle the author wants to take. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the good winning over the evil makes it like a perfect world scenario yeah and again this is like pretty extreme fantasy with throwing no glass you yeah. never really know yeah. what direction it's going to go in but um it wouldn't be too distant to ne- say that necessarily evil might win in this book because yeah. this is it is kind of quite gritty mm-hmm. at times throwing of glass and i yeah that's I, I don't know. I can't call it. I don't think any of us can call it. No, not a chance. These are, yeah. I don't know. I don't personally don't think every book should finish with good winning over evil mm-hmm. because otherwise there isn't an arc and it just becomes too predictable. Yeah. And yeah. people don't always get what they want. Mm-hmm. And if good, good from the viewer's point of view always wins over evil, it doesn't respect the fact that actually a lot of quote unquote evil people 
don't necessarily, and their supporters don't think that what they're doing is evil. Yeah, it's purely up to perspective. Like one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter or something like that. It's completely yeah. up to your opinion. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I feel like even though I haven't personally read any books where evil wins over good, I yeah. feel like there can never be like a perfect ending. Like, there's always either a lot of sacrifices on the way, or like there's something that happens in the end that causes the evil to either win or lose. Yeah. And these are a little bit like um, distant, <laughs> but in Cabin in the Woods. Right. The, yeah. At the end, I don't see it's like quite a scary film. Um, in the end, the whole universe ends. That's like how the yeah, film in, ends. In quite like um, in a movie I watched, Two to a Dare, in the end, there's like... Yeah. The, the what happens is they put like the ending is not really anyone losing it's everybody loses actually. everybody loses during that because they post like a video and you see yeah. that um i like that film yeah it's a good film yeah everybody gets sucked into the <laughs> yeah. game basically so yeah and sometimes that whilst it might not the difference is though in those cases i don't know in the fortune you I was, gonna, I was gonna say, in those cases, you're not as invested in the world, yeah. to be honest, but I don't think that's true. I think what I was gonna say is, it depends on what you mean by good triumphing over evil, evil triumphing over good. Because yeah. in this case, it's clear cut. There's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's a bad guy, and if one wins, we know who's. It's hard to see what it means by evil and good. It's like the line's blurry. The line's different because it's not uh, two, two uh, armies fighting out. And so, should good well, should good win over evil every time not necessarily and i take us back to what we were talking about you know tris dying in divergent even though you know it was i don't want to say a happy ending even though you know they got out of wherever they were she dies right so therefore it's not evil didn't win but good didn't triumph either i think it yeah. depends where in the story the evil beats good yeah because if there's like a character development opportunity and that almost makes it a bit more bittersweet yeah. but versus literally the end of throne of glass like if at the end of kingdom of ash um Aileen just dies and that's the end yeah. then we might have a slightly different feeling about it yeah. <laughs> so i think it actually depends where it where that happens yeah like if i if Aileen dies in the first couple of chapters but then, then they win in the end then right that and then gives then so you like, more of a, i'm happy oh, but yeah, i'm not happy <laughs> yeah well, let's go to another one. Uh, this one's from Luke. This one's a little bit more like coded. Oh. So uh, let's listen to this message. Hi there, I'm Luth from Spain. And I'll try to, I'll try to make this without any spoilers. So I'm going to talk with a little bit of code. Um, I really hope that someone gets out of a place where it's a bit tricky to get out. I also hope for a lot of cool reunions with Territorial Fair Bastards and Nox is already confirmed to appear, which is nice. I don't know why we are all obsessed with him coming back to the series. And I expect a lot of ass-kicking by females and women and all kinds of people uh, with magic and non-magic. And then I know that Fleetfoot is the only character that is confirmed not to die. So I expect some deaths at least, and I'm actually looking forward to them, but not too sad. Uh, but I know we are all going to be sad because it's the last book. But I expect and hope for a great epilogue, a big long epilogue with all with all our like our questions answered. Sorry about my English, and cheers and adios. 
Brilliant. Well, fantastic message there. Yes. Um, she mentioned a few things, so let's have a look at them. Firstly, reunions. We yes. haven't even mentioned or thought of reunions. No, exactly. You mentioned Knox, who we met in when uh, Selena, when she was Selena, was competing to be King's champion, and she got along really well with him, and we yeah. know he's back in this. And like you said, we've met him for like 20 pages, so I, we have, I have no idea why we're so obsessed with him, but he seemed so cool right because he was he was a fellow assassin and thief from what i recall and he worked with the with selena more like and helped her and listened to her advice that she gave him in that book so him returning will be really interesting because he's not been in any of the other books no. so for him to be in the first one and the last one means he is important so what is his connection with eileen well unless maybe he's been behind some of the fate or not questions imagine he's yeah. like what a shapeshifter the game player. yeah yeah the game yeah <laughs> Ooh, that would be that would be a plot based of it that would be really interesting yeah and re other reunions i think yeah there are loads but loads of potential reunions in store and I'm not gonna say it to ruin it for anybody but if we see said reunions it would be it would be, be like amazing. you said it would be re really emotional. But reunions don't necessarily need to be happy. Yeah, that's why I said emotional. Like, <laughs> I feel okay. like I feel like these the reunions. I feel like they might be less happy and like more. I don't know. Upset. Emotional. Hello. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I hope they get reunited. I yeah. do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the other thing I wanted to touch on is ass kicking because we've not spoken <laughs> about this for a little while actually yeah. because this book and this is something i feel like we discussed in the first ever episode yeah. about like strong female characters and if there was ever an opportunity to like show that off right and for sarah j mass to be like yeah let's not forget who's in charge here yeah yep. we've got like you know battles between leadership and it's all going off i think you know if aileen does make it to the end of the book I think it's got to be like a triumphant way where she's like kicks on his ass. Yeah. For sure. She'd go out with like a boom. Yeah. A bang. A yeah. Bang. Yeah. Because we need, we need. We need like us. We need to see Aileen at her full potential. We need back we need her back in Do you think we've had her at her full potential? Yeah. No. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like um she we've seen her doing like amazing things. Like she defeated an entire army and she's done quite a lot of literally impossible feats mm -hmm. uh, but i feel like while doing this you could see she wasn't fully there yet she was still learning she was still a yeah she's still learning b she wasn't allowing herself to like unleash everything yeah and i think this book will be the book where she uses her magic and fae powers but also where she taps back into that assassin side because yeah. that's something that got her along for so many years and is just as important in her as the magic is and so perhaps we will get to see her and manon and lysandra all of them it's a fake assassin yeah it's a little bit like um in uh, have you seen the show wicked no. no. Oh, there's a bit where like Tragic. where like the evil witch like just embraces it and yeah. like starts flying and stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is like you're gonna have that moment. In we the need movie. this. Yeah. yeah. So when this is eventually a movie or a show of some sort, that would yeah. be best scene ever. That would be massive. Well, um, 
We've got only a couple more things left to discuss before the yeah. series is over. Before we get there, though, Lakiki, you've got a message for us. Yeah, guys. So, as we know, Kingdom of Ash, this episode, is the last book from the Throne of Glass series and is the unforgettable conclusion to this series by Sarah Jane Mass. And it's out now in bookshops and online. So, visit sarahjmass.com for all the details and to order the book. Why do you guys think that we all got so like engaged in this series so intensely especially you've done too what do you think it was about it which dragged you in i feel like it was just like the complete like opposites of characters and how to see how they all came together and that there's not only this it's not only the small secluded areas in the entire like world and so you can see that there's not just like these normal people there's like fae there's the witches and there's a lot more to be left discovered and I feel like what got me so engaged was the fact that it's not all over like there's so much more left mm. so much potential yeah right I just liked it because it was a female character yeah. as the lead right I was like this is amazing right we have a lead female and I love reading stuff like that like Hunger Games was really good Divergent as well but I was like this woman this girl when she first when we first met her seems so amazing and i just want to know more and every single book cover has her at the back of it yeah. and she just looks so amazing i'm like no nah, i need to read this yeah <laughs> that's me my simple reason it was because she was a lead we needed a lead female book yeah, yeah. book lead and i and i got it <laughs> and also like i feel like see hey what what makes me want to read a book is the cover yeah. And the covers of these books are amazing. You're never meant to judge books by the yeah, cover. Yeah, I know, but, but like, when you are at a bookshop, the first thing you look, you look at the covers. And like, whatever's most appealing mm. to you, you pull out. And I feel like these books are just so different to what I've read, like all the genres I've read. So, like, the main book series that I've mm. read, there's like two. <laughs> there's actually, there's more, but two main ones. And mm. it's so different to yeah. all of that. It has different lead characters and the lead character is not good at the beginning yeah and that's interesting that's interesting to see how that like progressed yeah has the series gone the way that you thought it would have no no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I thought that one (laughs) why not i i thought it would literally when i started reading it i had so many different possibilities in my brain it was like oh she's gonna she's gonna end up being with dorian but then it was like no and i was like okay and then I, it was he said it was so much and it nothing went as what i predicted it to be yeah first of all i didn't expect dorian to survive his uh inhabitation by the vow prince mm. second of all i thought manon was gonna die when she had that thing yeah. with her grandmother and third of all, I didn't expect to like Aelin, and I do now. <laughs> Just because I was like, oh, perhaps this will be a book where I don't like the lead character, because it's still... I remember having this discussion in the first yeah. episode, yeah. actually, about whether, like, she could be a good character. Yeah, and yeah. we were like, perhaps, right? Because we're still getting to know her. And it's really interesting to not just like the first character, the main character at first glance. It's such a different way of you reading and understanding the book because obviously you try and find somebody you link to so try and find somebody who you want to like and you're like okay this is the person i'm going to support and to not be the, the main character is not that person it's interesting you're like it's the same i didn't expect me to like rowan because he was really rude okay. he was really rude to aiden <laughs> during the beginning and i was like i don't think i like him but 
two minutes later. Time change. <laughs> Time's change. <laughs> well, I've got one more thing that we have to do. Yes. yes. And it's our game. Yes. Name, name that, that word. word. Thank you. Yes. We've got that. I don't know if we've got that. This is a bit different. For those who have just joined us for the first time and haven't listened back to the previous episodes yet, in name that word, Likika and Vedanti, choose one word on the spot each to describe their feelings about what's happened in that book in the Throne of Glass series. Yeah. But we are going to choose a word to describe the series Yeah. Throne of Glass. So, Vedanti, you go first. <laughs> um, amazing. I think, no, I can do better now. Use <laughs> um, your wow words. Uh, yeah, come on. I don't know. Lucky, me then. Okay, I think it was phenomenal, right? There was, it's just, it's been ups and downs with this book. You go through every single emotion and with all these books and you find a book you love and you find characters you adore who you want to succeed. You find characters that you despise and it's just absolutely amazing, this world. Mine's just sort of like, it's not really a word, it's more of a phrase. I'm going to say it was a roller coaster ride. Because it I has, yeah. <laughs> because it has, um, it ha- you feel like you experience so many emotions, and then at moments you're really happy, like yay, someone did something. Then you're like, oh no, I don't, you know. And I feel like it just, it was, it's a really, it's a really good series. It was really? amazing to read. My so. word would be, if I'm gonna, I've not pitched into any of these yet. Yeah. Would be like surprised yeah yeah there are so many surprises in the series but just that the series could i think engage us all so much um you know and when you, it's almost like it's the same with a lot of things with a tv series or anything that when you start it and you you know when you get to a certain point you're like have i ever had life without this That's yeah. so like what was i doing when i wasn't reading these books? Yeah. Yeah. And this, it's just been so encompassing and we've just gone into it so intensely yeah. that it just shows how amazing the whole series is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys. No, yes, thank you thank for you. having us.